Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Slag it all you like, lads. It's a taxable benefit. <laughs> <laughs> 20 Minute Times flagship episode. 329. I'm your host Jamie and I'm joined by Melly. Yes. And Stephen. Hello. Hello Stephen. <laughs> we're, back, we're back to normal. We're fully videoed. We're fully audioed. And patreon.com slash 20 minute times is still the place where you can support this podcast. You can support us from as little as £2.30 a month if you want extra podcasts, extra writing, extra videos. That is the place to get it. And it's a January transfer window so every player that Celtic bring in we're going to have them scouted. We've got the Friday phone-in coming up, Stephen. The patrons' yep. favourite podcast dropping this month. We've got the Breakfast of Champions, which drops every week. So it's like a, it's like the flagship's little brother. Every single week, we drop that on patreon.com slash 20 minute times. You've heard us talk about it plenty of times, but that is the place to go if you like and enjoy the podcast. January transfer window, Stephen. Big things happening <laughs> yeah. in the window. Um, a lot of rumours flying about today. Juranovic, possibly out. Oh, that one's been bubbling away for a while. Yakimakis, possibly out. That's been bubbling away for a while. Dyson Maeda. I know. Oh, I... It's getting, getting watched by Southampton. Hopefully they're not watching them too closely because we don't want to, desperately don't want to get rid of him. Stephen Welsh, a strange one, potentially out. Backlinked with moves to Serie A and the MLS today. Um, we might as well start on the Juranovic Uran- one, Steve McGowan. Uh, came out with some news this morning that Monza I have to make sure not call him Monzo which is something different Monza are uh, eyeing him with a loan until the end of the season then a compulsory £7 million purchase and I've got to say um, listeners and watchers might remember you and I had a bit of a ding dong battle a couple of weeks ago Melly, about these players leaving and where they were going and why they can't keep them but I'll tell you something Stephen that one to me is a peculiar one Underwhelming, isn't it? Mm. It's all a little bit underwhelming. After, I mean, I don't know how much was ever in these things anyway, but after going through probably six months now of links to Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Man United, mm. various other European giants, Juranovic is now linked with Silvio Berlusconi's Monza. He's <laughs> <laughs> on the old goat. I, you know what? I, I really need to be careful there, right? Because I know my, I'm no too up in my Italian politics and I know he's probably mired in scandal. No. So, yeah, so I don't want to be just... <laughs> Don't say, oh, yeah, I can't believe you called him a, a horny old goat when he murdered eight people or whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about the man, but I do know that he is disgusting. Well, more, <laughs> most recently in the news because, what was it? Off he of his team, a sex party or off something. Off of his team, full of many W words, I think, yeah. which is another word for what you just said there. Mm. Um, yeah. Got to admire the fact that he's 86 years old and still a dirty old bastard. Yeah, so, so his next dirty move is to try and take uh, Juranovic <laughs> yeah. from Celtic. Now, his greatest crime, you might, you <laughs> yeah. might say. Well, no, but hold on, right? Because 
the Discord was on fire with this. The Discord is a, an all-in benefit for all-in patrons. And it's the best Celtic community online, the Discord. You really want to get involved in that. People are debating that about, oh, it's a good move, it's a bad move. Off oh, if he wants to go, let him go. And, not, and the, all the back and forth, back and forth. That move is crap. That that pe- yeah. He was setting alight the World Cup not four weeks ago. People were talking about how good his performances were. The, the, the football watching world, anyone that's kept tabs on him, will go, that was that guy that was playing... For- done really well in the World Cup he played in the Champions League with Celtic he's playing for Celtic lined up with big moves and then they see what he turns out for Monza sure I mean backward step that's, that, <laughs> that's, for, that's a backward step for me but they're like 13th or something in Serie A at the moment they're uh, never going to win the thing no no there's no doubt about how it's a, it's a backward step in, in most terms I, I don't really know how you how you kind of come to terms Prepare with the for the Monza fans uh, in the comments <laughs> now yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, it kind of furthers my theory that the World Cup doesn't really matter everyone see mm. during the tournament everybody's full of the absolute like tournament fever it was the World Cup this World Cup that then when it's finally gone it's kind of a distant memory and football just moves on he comes back he plays absolutely terribly in his first game back and thing, uh, I think the World Cup just doesn't really come into these things aye it was good against Brazil but really what does that matter in the grand scheme of things I don't think that clubs looking at him will have compiled all this information over a period of time I don't mm. think clubs sign players off the back of World Cups anymore that's all a little bit sort of Euro 96 and sort of Euro 2000 but at the same time it does somewhat enhance your profile it gets you it would help to maybe get some eyes on you oh yeah without a doubt without a doubt but yeah I don't think the due diligence will come into that though I don't think clubs will make a rash sign off the back of who was it Rangers signed did they know Selenko Selenko remember it was Karol Poborski they went to Man United because he scored an amazing goal in Euro 96 and he was absolutely terrible (laughs) so I just I don't think that kind of thing really happens Mm. anymore it, I mean, it didn't do him any harm, but I just don't think that usually you, know, you see fans doing the sums. It's like, right, he's worth seven million, he's worth twelve million, he's played well in the World Cup. That's at twenty now. Where I just don't think the buying club are probably thinking along those lines. The fee of it is aye. Let's do, let's split aye. it in two because there's there's two elements here. There's the fee, and then there's the move itself. Yeah. And I think it's important because there's two separate discussions to be had there. So the fee. Yeah, the, the fee is very underwhelming, but I think that Ish. it's seven million, as is rumoured just now. That might not be the case, but Stephen McGowan mm. is usually pretty across these things. It's very underwhelming, but I, again, that's maybe just the reality of it. We make we're fond of making comparisons usually when it comes to transfers. So Kieran Tierney's worth X, Aaron Wan Bissaka is worth Y. Mm. Therefore, Juranovic must be in somewhere in the ballpark, somewhere between that or something, right? Okay. But the reality is sometimes or oftentimes the market just dictates what you're worth the old adage you're only worth what a club is willing to pay Mm. for you if clubs are coming in at around 7 million and again I I will stress that I'm disappointed by that I don't think Celtic could possibly say I bet he played in the World Cup so therefore we're holding it for 20 that just won't happen I'm not saying you're saying that no no I know you're not but the way way I disagree with you here is the way these things probably work is that his agent will have had a conversation with Celtic and Celtic going well we'll probably look at offers in and around 7 million or whatever To me, that's low ball. To ah, me, yeah. that, that's... I mean, what did we spy him for? Two and a half million? Yeah. yeah and we're get, so, it's not really... It's no. It's good news and irrelevant news, really. <laughs> we're, we're, get, we're getting for the Juranovic transfer. The fee is okay, but my problem with the fee, Melly, is it's only seven million. We we should be... We do buy players about the seven million mark, and Juranovic was one of our top players last season. He's a top... He's one of the top players in the squad. We've done this, the tier builder thing. We love the guy. We think he's one of the better players on the team. Very impressed by how he's come along. And we're letting him go for seven million. I mean, 
it's it's really really it's washers. Uh, it's a it's a strange one because when Miranovic was linked with these moves, you think, right, okay, look, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Man United. Can't really stop that, can we? We can't no. really say to a guy, oh, look, don't go to the Premier League or the Spanish League. With this one, ah, you're going to the Italian League, you'll be playing in a better standard weekly, you'll not be playing Ross County four times a season, but Monza, I mean, come on, where's the... Comonza. Comonza. <laughs> where's the... When players leave, unless they've been poor, we want players to make a step up if they're leaving Celtic, and this doesn't feel like a step up. I'm not sure... What the script is, it seems to have come out of nowhere and as if it's happening, but... After- I think he's in too much of a rush. I think what's happening here is he knows the clock's ticking on his career, something that we've yeah. discussed, and he's like, I need to make moves quick. I can't hang about too long. I can't afford to be somewhere for three years, so I need to get a move quick. And I think his agents probably said to the club, look, the guy wants to go and Celtic are like, right, well, we'll entertain reasonable offers and his agent's doing his best to get him a move. That's why there's low things in. But I think he's been badly advised because Champions League this year, World Cup, I know you say it doesn't count for much, but it still yeah. increases your profile. It's something his agent will definitely have clips of his performances in the World Cup on the DVD that he's posting out to people. The VHS. <laughs> uh, the VHS. Landing day. on desks but across you know Europe. I mean, these, these will yeah. feature. Come the summer, you've got to think his options are better. Why would you tie yourself into a Monza move in January to, to, to go obligatory and just play, this, just play the next five, six months in Scotland and make your mind up in the summer? Yeah, it's a strange one. I really don't get it at all. I think when he, he was linked with other clubs, you go, right, okay, we've brought in another player. He's done well in the Champions League. Maybe he thinks he's done it all at Celtic. Aye, but I don't want you to go to a, a Midland team in Italy. Like, fair enough, it's a decent league. But on, mate, I, I don't understand it from his point of view either. He's probably at the peak of his career right now in terms of reputation and all that. And to settle for that, I mean, I know it's not, well, it is a quite a big gauge these days, but Fabrizio Romano's. T- Touting him a lot, so I'm guessing mm. his agent's speaking to him. And for all the touting he's done from a end up at Monza, would be a real disappointment because I think he's a good player. I still think he could be a good player for Celtic, even though we have brought in somebody to replace him. But then again, you're looking for players when they do go and they have been like fan favourites. Somewhere good, mate, where we can yeah. say, do you know what? Fair play to you. Can I give him a fair play on this one? I, I mean, no. uh, Stephen, he, he, he's probably going to be earning bags over there. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's definitely a money move for him. He'll be increasing his wages from whatever to obviously more than Celtic can pay because I suspect, well, maybe not. I suspect Yakimakis we'll talk about is a different case. So it's obviously just for the money. It's For me, it's just not, it's not for ca- pre- career progression. Well, it could be lifestyle as well. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, don't, I don't know what Monza is like to live. I'm pretty but- sure that's where... It might be where they make Ferraris. It oh, might really? Be, right. uh, maybe. Oh, I know yeah. there's a racetrack there. Yeah, that's right. So it, it may be a sort of lifestyle thing. He may have just been given an offer that is very appealing. We, again, we, an offer he can't refuse. Yeah, I was trying not to make that <laughs> obvious Italian reference there. But yeah, it, it may have just been made an offer he can't refuse. But And again, that that's something we're fond of doing as fans. We, we project all these aspirations and ambitions onto players. We be, What we believe they should want from their career. Mm. We don't we don't really take into account the, the sort of human level of it. Yeah. We we think I bet you should stay and win yeah. trophies and stay and win trophies. We offer you this. We've got this amount of fans. We've got European football. He might be like, well, I I've kind of had I've had a couple of years of that. Now I want to move to Italy. I want to see what that's like. I want a different lifestyle. I, I'm only speculating there. I've not spoken to him, but there are always <laughs> different angles to it. It's not like he's moving to Hull or something but like I know, that. But see, this is my problem, right? Sometimes. Sorry to any Hull viewers. Uh, it's, 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 this is this is my my beef here, right? And yeah. we do it in this podcast quite a lot. And sometimes football fans get you've somebody's got to defend 
the Celtic supporter here who likes watching Juranovic we can't yeah, just yeah. put our hands up and go oh do you know what fair enough maybe the guy fancies we hold him maybe he likes it maybe he's really fond of pasta and tomato sauce and he wants to go it's it's uh, stere- gruesome stereotyping <laughs> there but you know what I mean we can't kind of just shrug our hands up and I'm looking at this going, but hold on a minute likes <laughs> mama's home cooking <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I, I'm looking I'm really bewildered by this transfer it is because all, all the talk was oh I want to go I want to progress my we made the same assumptions we're, we're saying well you can't put assumptions on the guy we assumed that the reason he wanted to leave Celtic was because big clubs were in for him yeah. and he wanted to play yeah, at the highest yeah. level. Aye. Now it turns out the reason he's leaving Celtic is because he might get a few extra thousand, never playing the Champions League again, fade into uh, in- insignificance and the bumbling about the bottom end of the Italian league. Yeah, there was players like uh, Arthur Boric who stated that I, I want to play in Serie A in, in my career and mm. that's when he got the move to Fiorentina after Celtic. So you go, right, fair enough, Fiorentina, storied club in Italy, a big mm. club, but... With this one, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, right on you go, mate. In the past, what two years we've seen, like Edward, Ayer, Christie, all go down to Premier League teams. Or Christie's team eventually got there. And you go, right, okay, I get that. It's the the league that most players want to be in. And he could get be at that to. level. I think that's why we're frustrated. Yeah. He yeah, could be playing exactly. That level. And you think, right, see if he went down to England. And I think it's at the point where any English team are going to be able to pay masses more than Celtic. So you go, right, fair enough. You want to play in the best league. You want to test yourself. English teams are different because all of them have got money. When you go to a team like Monza down there, look, they might be a sort of ambitious club, but there's so many more clubs out there for mm. you that we would go, do you know what? I understand that. I don't understand this one. No, very peculiar. Well, see, a final thing, and don't take this the wrong way, guys, or anyone listen. Why does anyone want Juranovic to go to a, a bigger club and a better league and all that? Is it for him? Do you think, oh, mate, come on, you should have yes. went into a bigger club? Or is it really secretly what I believe in... Mm you kind of want to have the credit for it. Do you want Celtic to have produced a player for the top and level? that as well, yes. Because Both. Really? Because that's, the, that's a selling point that Celtic yeah. sell to players. We, we produce, we can take you, turn you into, produce you for a player for the top level. If we yeah. stop doing that, if we start shipping players to Monza for £7 million <laughs> and such and such for £5 million and MLS for £3 million and that model disappears, then we've got nothing to sell to players. So, so the right, it is twofold. And yet we are looking at Juranovic going... It's like, don't leave us for that. Leave us for something else. Do you know what I mean? Go, go, go He's a likable guy as well. Yeah. He seems to, as soon as he came in, he sort of got it. To, fireball, that was uh, a good Fireball, meme. Good meme all that sort of stuff. Celtic. So he came in, he was a likable character. He was a very good player for us. And you're like, just go on and do something. We've all done well in the World Cup. I like seeing that. And then for this to come about, you're like, just doesn't sit right with me. Well, there is that. And... I, just, I think this is a specific case though I don't think it does signal an end to us being able to produce players for the, the next level as I said a couple of weeks ago this is probably phase one of the Ange Postacoglu re- revolution we've brought in a load of 26, 27, 28 year olds mm. I think selling Juranovic on to a, you know, an admittedly middling level I don't think that interferes with that too much because what we usually do is take 21, 22 year olds play them for a couple of seasons and then move them on to England or France or whatever when they're about 25, 26 Juranovic has kind of skipped that part. 18 months ago, he was playing for Legia Warsaw. Mm. So we've kind of turned him around and now he's going to go to Serie A. We, we might have opened that door to him, whereas I don't think playing in Serie A would probably be an option for him when he was back playing in Legia Warsaw. Again, uh, but we've, we've kind of done this on this one occasion. I don't think it says any more than just well, this maybe, is his trajectory. Maybe not, but I mean, we're not really, apart from Matt O'Reilly, we're not really signing a lot of 20 odd year old, 21 year olds. Yeah. In fact, it's happening the opposite way. All our sort of young players with any sort of promise, we're losing them. You know, the guys that, yeah. the guys that we're losing them before we even get a chance to get them. So I, I, I agree that 
it's no doomsday stuff here. It's not like, oh no. my God, Celtic are not going to play a trade model but doesn't exist anymore, blah, 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 blah. Juranovic wants to go, we're, we bought him for two and a half million. It might be a single case where, okay, we're getting seven million for him and he goes. But also we need to kind of be careful a wee bit because we're not signing 21-year-olds. Matt O'Reilly no. aside, but most of the players we've signed recently been 25, 26, 27. We've signed them for four, five odd million quid. You're like, well, that only works out if you're getting big money for them. And if this isn't, this to me isn't big money. The difference where Juranovic is, the stage he's at in his career, the age he is, like, there's not a lot of teams that target 27, 28 year old players anymore, is there? And he's no. uh, in the place now where if he's going to leave Celtic, it has to be now or the summer to like, sort of get a bigger move, so to speak. So this is the one where it's a wee bit different with these players in it because it's hard to make profit on guys over 27, 28 unless they are doing incredibly well. Juranovic doesn't quite fall in that bracket when he was linked with Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Man United. I'm like, oh, fair enough, good move. But teams like that don't usually buy a guy at that age. No. So yeah, it, it would just... just be a sort of stopgap or a, a short-term move. And we are lucky that we've got AJ. We'll talk about him when it comes to Kamara again. But he looks like he's going to fit in there and they bother. You yeah, know, we, yeah. we look, but again, that's not always the case. We shouldn't just be happy to lose 27-year-old players for medium budgets to medium clubs because that's the new model now because there will come a time where you, you we won't always be able to strike that replacement yeah you know it's so in saying that as well we have signed AJ if you add that to the fee of Juranovic we're getting more from this, those two combined back off Juranovic so Celtic have made profit bought a player and yeah. sold the guy and what on what so, AJ he's 25 odds as well isn't he uh, 24, 25 maybe uh, right, so he's, he's, yeah. he's not the youngest so as far as I could tell Juranovic went Tried winning things once. Tried the Champions League once. Didn't like it. <laughs> Got to go in Nazareth. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, don't underestimate Celtic's part in this as well because they will know that he's at his peak. He's at his peak like, value as well. They'll be chasing saying. him out the door. I know what you're saying, Stephen. Reading between the lines, Stephen's saying, low ball bids, <laughs> transfer disharmony. He's back a couple of weeks. <laughs> he's back, back a couple of weeks. That's what Steve... we, we did warn you there. Yeah. I did warn you. No, I'm but, not saying that. That's what Stephen said. We're reading, we're reading between the lines. But this is what's going to come out because Celtic employed this guy again, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah. Well, that, well, well, that, well, that's what's going to happen. So we've got that bewildering transfer out the way. Uh, if it goes ahead, um, I, I should say um, Steve McGowan did report that, that that was kind of happening. That was on the cards. But it's also worth noting Mark Hendry, another journalist who's usually on the ball, has yeah. also said that the, the, the loan aspect might not actually be part of it, so it might just be a straight transfer. So, well, however it happens, if he ends up in a Monza shirt by the end of January, it's going to be very, very, very peculiar for me. And another underwhelming, yeah, yeah, another underwhelming, peculiar transfer. Uh, Yakimakis is going to Stephen without me looking down the laptop. Remind me, Urawa Red Diamonds, Urawa yeah, Red Diamonds to play alongside what's his name, Galk? Yeah, the former Ross County hitman. <laughs> Alex Schalke. Well, look, everyone has their dreams here. <laughs> yeah. How can you pass that so, up? So, Stephen, you were playing sort of cent centrist Celtic dad. <laughs> you were playing centrist yes. dad on this on this transfer. That's why I'm here. Why make, I'm here. make that one make sense. <laughs> right, oh, so he's reached peak value. He's 27. Come on. Right. Well, those things. Right. We'll take take those as red. Um, th those are those are definitely factoring in. Yakimakis to Yurawa Red Diamonds and again we're, we're just speculating this mm. is just the news of the day isn't it that's these why are, we have a podcast yeah, that's it these are the headlines it, it might not go through but these are the kind of strong reports in the last 24 hours or so as we sit down and record Yakimakis potentially to Yurawa Red Diamonds in the J-League peculiar um, to oh, be honest peculiar isn't it yeah the thing is I don't I don't see Yakimakis I don't think he was ever going to be on the same trajectory as even Juranovic we're taking the age out of it well again the age is always going to play into it but I don't think Yakimakis was ever going to arrive at Celtic at 27 
and then go to Southampton uh-huh. or Aston Villa. He could go to Hull. Yeah, he could go to Hull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could go. But is that again? Is that just a personal choice? It just fancies Japan. Why not? The thing about Yurawa Red Diamonds is, I would be astonished if he was likely to be on much more than he would get at Celtic. It's not mm. like he's moving to... Remember China, like five years ago, yeah. they, were, they were throwing silly money about in you know, the MLS or, or the Saudi Arabia or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's not like he's going there. Japan don't throw crazy money at a mm. player like Yakimakis, I wouldn't have thought. So So it seems seems a strange one, unless it is just... Again, he's he's just on this sort of train. He's just, his career has all of a sudden just picked up, gathered momentum. What can I get out of it? Well, yeah. I still can. Because I don't think his potential is much lower than Juranovic's, in my opinion. He's a really good player, and I really like him. Mm. But I just I don't see a guy like that, like a big centre forward, appealing to somebody in the Bundesliga or in the Premier League or anything like that. I, I just don't. I can't like really I, particularly see it. I, Japan's odd though. I do. It is, it is odd to me, and it's just this is the point I made to you. It's like. A couple of weeks ago, and I'll make it again for people that can't remember or don't listen religiously. Um, <laughs> um, sh- why did he want to leave? Should Celtic not offer a player as much as Urawa Red Diamonds and Monzo can? I'm not. I'm not criticising the Monza. club. Monza. Monza. <laughs> nearly got all the way through without saying Monza. Monzo. Um, should Celtic not? I mean, should we not have an environment in a club? Here that people want to come out and stay at. I mean, I could understand when Ange gave us don't don't you know don't hold on to your heroes too long. We could we seen the back of some guys sooner than you think. You good God, does that mean we're going to get forty million for Jota? Does that mean we're no? He's shuffling off to Japan and shuffling off to the the, the bottom of Syria for <laughs> pennies. It's not really the big dream that I thought. So is there something here that is there a wider issue here? Again, no criticising Celtic, but we should we should be we should be buying him from Monza. We should be buying him from your rabid dead diamonds. These are the players that we should be bringing to the club and keeping them who would be successful. You'll know the other way about. Yeah, that, this is even more peculiar than <laughs> Juranovic because you look at it and say, look, Celtic brought this guy in. He done well in his first, the second half of his first season. He again became a fan favourite. Look, he's not the best technically on the ball. He is 28 now, isn't he? He is one of the guys you think, right, Celtic could probably have him for the rest of his contract and then he'll leave and that'll yeah, be it. Yeah. Bear in mind, he does want to stay. He did want more money from Celtic. That's what he wanted. Yeah, and I think the deal was he comes in. One man they... comes in the door and all of a sudden. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pistol Pete's back. <laughs> but the, the thing with Yakimakis is he came in, he done well, and you think, right, okay, let's negotiate again. So surely in the negotiations, Celtic offered him a pay rise of some sort. And then for a Japanese to keep, team to come in, you're like, I can maybe give Juranovic the benefit of the doubt look, look you get to play in Serie A you're getting up against better teams on a weekly basis this one I can't defend it at all because we're signing the best players from that league yeah yeah, yeah. and when the Giacomacchus as well as you say like you can maybe say oh, look Monza will probably pay him more at better lifestyle with this one it's a totally different culture like, I'm not going to try and judge what the guy wants in his career but I can't really see how this works out well for him because once you go out there you're kind of forgotten about and look he has been a guy that's been at a club for one, two seasons he's on this career trajectory where he's at the peak but surely playing at Celtic is better for your career at this point than going to Japan for me so I can't it's just ever so close to labelling Japan a a backwater we've not fought so hard to well it's not a backwater as no. such but I think what Melly's saying but, is Everybody else is trying to get to Europe from Japan whereas he's I going that way I, I think what Melly's saying is it's a, it is it's a move that comes with a degree of risk for a player of his profile and age because if he goes there for 18 months and doesn't really like it 
he's unlikely to return to the level of Celtic. No, no, that's true. At 29 years old or whatever, having been in Japan, and he, I mean, he's he had a couple of injuries here. He's no first choice here. You know, it's not like he's deter he's destined to go there and set the J League alight because we're seeing the quality of the players we're bringing in from the J League. They're keeping him out of the Celtic team. Well, that's true. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't fancy your chances much if you're <laughs> leaving here to get away from all these Japanese players. Good luck over there. Yeah. I know. Okay, it's very odd. Again, we we can only. We're just kind of whirling around here I looking don't see for it reasons. To be honest, yeah, but. it's a very odd one. But we're just sort of spinning around here looking for reasons that this may happen. Mm. But the truth is, we're none the wiser. We just can't really understand why he would end up being linked with such an odd move. You could understand maybe, Ange, maybe Ange wants him out, and he's uh, like, "Look, we can't get rid of this guy. Make a few phone calls, Ange, and Ange just phoned his buddy in Japan and went, "Look, I got a striker for you." Yeah, and without adding yet another layer of pure unfounded speculation to it. Maybe, <laughs> Yakimakis again, total speculation, maybe he deserves credit for wanting to go to Japan if his other options are MLS, Saudi Arabia, Qatar yeah, or something maybe. like that, where he probably could double or treble his money and he, he just wants to go in, yeah, to, to a team where he looks around, well, there must be quality footballers there because we've got six of them. Uh, so, well, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe he's like, <laughs> hey, there's a lot of good players out there. It yeah. sounds like a place I want to go play football and he's heard good things about it. And I stress it. again, I've completely made that up. Mm. So, But that's me part of the Scottish media. We did look at Jackie Marcus when he first signed and said, this is a bit of a strange one when you look into his career. Wasn't that he didn't score many goals, and all of a sudden he's just hit this goal scoring form. But he can't even call it a purple patch anymore because he's no. been doing it for two or three years now. So, this is where you expect him to go, right? Europe he suits the game in a lot of places. He suited it in uh, Ajax in uh, Holland mm. and he's suited at Celtic. So, you kind of expect like, why did Celtic sign this guy that because top scorer in the, uh, the Dutch league which is a decent level and know some players don't work out from there but for Celtic to get him for so cheap and nobody else to be in, in for him we were looking at what's the catch here mm. there must be something here he's he's not your typical striker you get from there and to see him now I just think look, if it's a choice between Celtic and Japan I can't see anything for a guy born in Europe going over there yeah. at this stage in his career when he is playing for Celtic he has played in the Champions League yes he's not first choice but where are you going to go in Europe that you're getting the levels you're getting at Celtic? You're going to get medals, yes, you're going to get... He'd probably get called up for Greece again and he's playing in the Champions League. I don't see him going anywhere he'll get that. He's the kind of guy that if Celtic sell for 8 to 10 million, I don't think you really hear much from mm, him again. No. Whereas I think he's perfect for Celtic right now because if he goes up to a higher level, I think he'll get found out. So I don't know what he's thinking would, here. Would it make more sense if the offer was 20 million quid? Because then you would think there's some money behind it. Yeah. There's, there's some money behind it. But if it was like another five to seven million, again, I would be disappointed. We are looking at bringing in another striker to replace him. And obviously, on the pure spreadsheetness of it, one player moves out, you replace him with a player who's equally good. We don't really care. No. You, do, you, you don't really care half You've the time. Tripled the money on it as well in 18 months. Mm. If, if these And had a good player. If both, if you if we strip it back to the bare numbers of it, both of these examples are guys who roughly have come in for two and a half million, played really well for 18 months. They've got into their sort of peak athletic prime, about to sort of tip over into no longer worth quite as much. Mm. And you've tripled the, the money on both of them. On the bare numbers of it, that is quite good. It's just that I refuse to do that as a football fan. <laughs> I, mean, I refuse yeah, to yeah. go I out and do that. Exactly. Play. You can't just strip away the personality and the the match going, not even just so not even just match going, just the fan experience. You, you can't just strip those things away. So even if you do tart it up as 
good bit of business. It's still pish, isn't it? Yeah. It's, still, it's still very disappointing at the end of the day. It's pish as a fan because <laughs> you, you do you do get attached to players and Ange told us not to, but you, you can't help it a lot of the time. These are two guys that you're like, where are we going to get a right back? Where are we going to get a striker? Turns out we end up with two good strikers and we barely mention Odson Edward anymore and Juranovic, you're like, oh, Brimpong doesn't get a mention much, but... Uh, you, these guys are at an age where it's now or never for them but at the same time looking at it from maybe Celtic's point of view or maybe from Ange where he goes like that look get these guys out because this is the right time maybe the guys want to go whatever mm. but we've seen it in the past from Celtic with, and I always bring them back guys like Izagiri and Kyle look decent for a season or, or over that's when you cash in on these guys. I don't think they were ever long-term guys that were going to be brilliant for like four, five, six no. seasons and then you get rid of them eh, for big money. I think it might just be the case now that right two or three seasons, this is them at their peak. Maybe it's now the right time to get rid of them. Even though for us as fans, like less than 10 million for either of these players will be quite yeah. disappointing. But if Celtic went out and bought a striker and he was as good or, or we'd probably get a bit better technical striker than Yakimakis, maybe not a more effective one but if we can get somebody in to replace him who is as good or better well, kind of forget is, about it and Celtic have got a replacement in well, for this is yeah. one thing I want to mention you know to give Celtic some credit and just to touch you're right we do have an emotional attachment to these players but you know emotion, they can be bought emotions can yeah. be bought and <laughs> yeah. you know, better emotions <laughs> yeah. Yeah. emotions can be bought and I'm, I'm more emotionally attached to Juranovic than £7 million you yeah. know, I'll put a wee bit and I'd be I'd be I'd look the other way but Maybe to give Celtic some credit, Stephen, maybe Andrew's looked at these players, sees them training every day. He's seen AJ, obviously we've been scouting him for maybe a year or so or a couple of months. So Andrew's like, I am perfectly comfortable, perfectly confident that AJ can replace your animational bother. Sorry to jump in mm. there, but there might be something in that as well, going on from what I was saying, because these guys were came in and Celtic were like, how many right-backs last year? We missed yeah. out, we were gazumped so many times, yeah. and we, we ended up with Juranovic. Juranovic might have been well down the pecking order, and now Ange's been in a lot of time to go, look, he was brought in as a sort of stopgap, and we can go out now, sell him, replace him. So if we sell Juranovic and bring in Johnston and a striker, kind of doing things the right way, but again, we're surmising here. Yeah, we? well, that, and that's the same thing. We could have, we could, we could be giving Celtic way too little credit. Celtic or could too have, much. Or too much, but <laughs> Celtic, they could be sitting there with um, another striker lined up. I know we're, we're linked with Cho, we're chasing him, and Angel be going, look, Angel could be sitting there going, this is a no-brainer. This guy that I'm trying to bring in is 10 times the player, Yakimakis. So if you get any, if we can make any sort of money on this guy, don't, don't pay him more money. No worth it. I've got a list here Five, six names all can do a better job. I'd like and to that's think the way so. it should yeah. be. I'd, I'd certainly like to think that that is it. It's not, you know, we're not having our, our best players chased out from underneath us because, you know what, they're not our best players either. No, they're, they're not correct. our best players. They're, they're in a kind of second tier of, of Celtic players. As popular as they are, they are replaceable. Juranovic has been brilliant for Celtic, but I think we've seen a couple of times and very recently in fact has been brutally exposed he is a deeply flawed player yeah. he's, a, he's a deeply flawed fullback. he's not going to improve either is no. you're giving it the old didn't fancy you anyway <laughs> <laughs> shouting lesbian anyway <laughs> after a knockback <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, but he has he, he's got he's got mm. deficiencies in his defensive work, uh, which aren't going to get better at his age. Mm. So I'd like to think that it is a case of Ange's looked at it. We've we've known for a long time that Ange's fairly ruthless when it comes to these things. The exact opposite of Neil Lennon when it comes to yes. these things. He get yes. very attached to footballers, um, very attached to, to his players. Had massive favourites. 
Celtic as a club, never mind Neil Lennon, have famously held on to players for far too long. Maybe Angie's just torn that up and go, like, right, I've had my use of him and we've got a replacement already, so no harm done. Yeah. You know, again, he has already um, not quite apologised, but almost apologised to the fans for him you're bringing this model to Celtic, but we need to kind of get used to it. And he has said in the past, Angie's gone, because I've only got time for players that want to be here. You Aye, know? Yeah, and, that, exactly. and he's made yeah. that. So maybe there's a, a culture of where, like, look, you've got your contract, that's nothing to do with me, but as soon as you start making noises about you wanting to leave, right, you're gone. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I just I just don't, that's not the way I run the club, and that's that's absolutely fine. I but, always put it back to the Azagiri one, because Azagiri was brilliant in his first season, then he got injured, didn't he? And then he stayed at Celtic, wasn't as good, left where he signed him. And you're like, mental. Yeah. Still mental thinking about that. <laughs> but if he had a left after 18 months, like, what a player he's. Well, like mm. Frimprong or like Dembele, even though he stormed out on Celtic two seasons, what a player best since Larson and all that. So mm. the shorter time you do well at Celtic, the better you're thought of in the long run, aren't you? So yeah. it's just one of these ones like, Right, lads, but where he's going, man? So, so we're quite happy. Two we're references to Emilio Izaguirre in this oh, one podcast in 2023. Imagine he was listening. I can't believe he's lucky. <laughs> still, still on the in the hearts and minds of the podcast. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Three. 
two, one. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year from our friends at Manscaped. The ball has officially dropped, but that doesn't mean you have to drop the ball on your balls in 2023. <laughs> Whether you had a New Year's kiss or not, the leaders in the below-the-waist grooming have got you covered for your much-needed resolution of bringing sexy back. Join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code TIMS for 20% off and free shipping. Let's have a toast for a new year, a new you, with no pubes. <laughs> it's a new year, new balls with the global leaders in below the waist grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with a performance package 4.0 and other premium wet goods. Inside the performance package 4.0, you'll find a signature lawnmower 4.0. The advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate parts. It also comes equipped with a 4000k LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land 2023 looks to be. Cheers to new balls in 2023. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code TIMS. Time to feel sexy and free this 2023 with Manscaped. So that's, we're perfectly happy to see the back of Juranovic and we're perfectly happy to see the back of Yakimakis. Is that our conclusion, is it? <laughs> Basically, well, Yakimakis has annoyed me a wee bit. I mean, I was a big Yakimakis fanboy at the beginning of the season, as listeners and watchers will know, but um, uh, he's annoyed me a wee bit recently and he's mm. been pretty, his form's been pretty ropey as of late. Um, Maeda though No 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 I'm not no, this No no, no, no. What, So what's, what's the story here then He's been He's, he's been, been watched by Southampton Now this right. is a player who You can see playing For example he, 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 he would be a great fit for Southampton That sort of Premier League Love team Love strikers who don't really score goals <laughs> yeah, then yeah, Absolutely yeah. collect them down there So you can just see, the, see them Rubbing their hands mm. together at Maeda Another one <laughs> <laughs> another, another one for Southampton Another five goal a season straight Yeah exactly Absolutely Love them down there uh, No I'm not having this one No mm. Absolutely not I, The thing is Throw everything we've just said About those two players out the, In the bin right mm. That is an appeal Regardless of what you think of it Regardless of what you might say Overrated Overhyped And all that sort of stuff Players want to be in England yeah. that, That's the absolute reality of it It's the biggest show on earth And people want to be In front of that kind of audience With the glitz and glamour Playing against the best players In the world The guys they, they watch On the telly And all that right That That is an appeal Southampton Not so much I think like Four or five years ago Southampton would have been A great place for any player To go because They were A stable Premier League club Who had a they still do. They've got an absolutely amazing track record of preparing players from a slightly lower level to the top. Mm. I mean, they've sold how many players to Liverpool and Man United over the over the years? Absolutely, been a while now, hasn't it? It has been a while. So that's what I mean. Four or five years ago, it was exactly the place to go to get that kind of springboard to the, the top level. Strong chance they're going to get relegated oh, this season, though, so that's yeah. the gamble. We've absolutely gone there. rooted three wins the rest of the uh, season. They're, you'd, they're you'd... Absolutely terrible. They've changed managers and have lost every single league game since changing manager. Absolutely no bounce there. So I, <laughs> I, I, I don't I, again. I have to admit, I still see the appeal. It's still, it's still all the things I've just said. It's mm. still, it's still the stage that players want to play on. But yeah, you know, it's a risky move unless you want to, desperately want to play in the championship. Just like Yakimakis is desperately wanting to play in the J League. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and has always wanted to play for Monza. Maybe he's just choking to play in the championship. Right, we've sort of like we've been fairly tried to be fairly sensible and pragmatic about the other two, but. I don't want Maeda to leave. I don't oh, want no, him. No. I don't want him to leave for anyone, especially not this window. Don't go, Dyson. Don't do it. <laughs> but 
I know we try not to get too attached to players, but I love him. I yeah, love yeah. everything about him. I love how he can be amazing one second and utterly pish the next <laughs> second. I just again, Do you know that Southampton you don't want him. You don't <laughs> he, want him. He's inconsistent, right? <laughs> but it's just everything he brings to it is it's incredible, the work rate and we see so many players coming to Celtic and just fail, just not look good. If he doesn't if he doesn't do well at Celtic, which he has done already, it won't be through lack of effort. Basically he gives that every time. And look, I don't want to be sitting here just saying, oh, hundred percent, that's all you need to show at Celtic, because it's not, but he has a bit of both. He gives you everything and he can be a touch of class sometimes. It's crucial how we play as well. I mean, never I mean everything we've said about Juranovic and Yakimakis, these guys can be replaced. We can't replace Dysameda. Not no, not no. those He's just so crucial to the way Ange wants to play the game. Yeah, I've never really seen a player like him. I can't, when we sign players of that, you can always go, ah, he's a bit like so-and-so. I can't think, Maeda is one in a million for me and he's, he would be difficult to replace. I don't think he's ever going to be one of these guys in 10 years' time you put him in your all-time Celtic Johnny 11. Hayes. Oh, <laughs> never let us down. <laughs> Why is it all left-backs? <laughs> uh, so I, I don't think Maeda will quite be at that level, but I just think we'll always think fondly of him because he does give everything, but he has that bit of quality as well mm. and he does score big goals. So look, I, I understand why these teams are watching him because teams like Southampton will think, right, that guy would fit in perfectly for us. We've seen it well, you know, saying Stuart Armstrong, maybe not the best technical players, but they are hard workers and they can pull off something. So I can see why they're watching them. I just hope they don't bid for him because I, I love watching him play and I love watching him in a Celtic strip. Yeah, that's that's a guy we don't want to see the back of for sure. No, and I'd be interested to see in any kind of valuation talk there because I would be desperately disappointed if he's run about the same because the reality is with bringing in these players from Japan on absolute pennies I don't I don't mean their salary I mean mm. we are paying absolutely nothing for these guys what was it 1.3 million for Hatati yeah. or something absolutely outrageous so we've not paid a lot of money for these guys yeah so, we are demanding millions uh, so, so, so the, the reality is if Celtic again just looking at the bare numbers of it if you're looking in a good bit of business sense mm. if you're looking at a guy like Juranovic 2.5 million get him for get rid of him for 7.5 or whatever tripled your money are you going to be looking at selling Maida for three and a half million or something well, like I know so that's another thing about these fees that you've just touched on there it's like it's not really anybody's concern what we paid for them it's no. the market you know yeah. if you've got yes. like I don't yes. know a Rolex and I don't know I, I don't know why I do this with watches and boxing I don't know the first thing about either <laughs> but I pull these and someone goes I'll give you 10 grand for that Rolex but you know it's worth 20 very rarely do you go ah but this guy I only paid 2 grand for it so you know, so I'm 5 times of my money here so we shouldn't yeah. we shouldn't really yeah. be looking at it we should be looking to sell these guys for full market value regardless of what we paid for yeah. him we can get full market value for Maeda as well but can't we because he's just 6 well nearly a year into his uh, deal sorry mm -hmm. and He's at an, a good age for teams like Southampton. That's the kind of profile they'll be looking for. Whereas Jakimakis and Juranovic, probably these teams look beyond those guys mm. because they can, well, we can get somebody younger they who be, might be Southampton better. would be better signing Jakimakis if they want somebody to go down there and score and chip in with a few goals and rescue them and drag them off the bottom of the table. They'd be better off yeah. with yeah. Jakimakis and that would be a better move for Jakimakis. Oh, definitely, definitely. Hope they're listening and watching. So, <laughs> yeah, right, subscribe, smash that subscribe <laughs> button, Southampton. Um, another guy that's on his way out the club. This is just turning a transfer round, yeah, up, which yeah. is quite nice. A wee uh, refreshing wee changer. Uh, Stephen Welsh, new year, new players. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, get the clear out. Um, Stephen Welsh, to which I say, I won't play football, son. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be the ultimate conclusion for a guy like that. I, I like Stephen Welsh. I've always mm -hmm. stuck up for him in the past. He's he's not the 
he's not the greatest of defenders. His ceiling is probably quite low when it comes to when it comes to compared to the rest of the defenders at Celtic. But that's not his fault. He's just and we've a, got a lot of good defenders well, in there. That's the key. There's a yeah. lot of them because apart from Starfelt and Carter Vickers, we've got Jens who barely gets a look yeah, in yeah. now. We've just signed Kobayashi yeah. and yep. we've got Awata who can play at centre back sometimes as well. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't expect to, to see him there, but it is an, another option. It is potentially another sticking point for Stephen Welsh. Stephen Welsh is quite promising for him though because despite the fact that it hasn't none of it's come to anything yet, he's always linked to a really interesting moves. Yeah. He's never linked with the standard like Sheffield United Udinese or Udinese uh, and I think there was a it's MLS was it, this time uh, around it was MLS well again it's, it's interesting at least uh, he says patronisingly there's obviously an agent doing some work there isn't there because a few young Scottish players like Lewis uh, Morgan Ferguson. Lewis Morgan went to oh, MLS and then yeah. Lewis Ferguson and Aaron Hickey have went out and Celtic did we not get a guy out to Henderson Henderson went yeah, to Italy yeah, yeah Henderson still went to Italy so there's obviously like well-worn paths for these players going out there Porto Porto was the other one Stephen oh, Welsh yes, linked which, right. which would be a sensational move for him so I think yeah what you said first is is really the, the most pressing point for Stephen Welsh he's getting to an age I think that Scott Robertson has been kicking around at Celtic mm. for a long time and it has all but been confirmed that he's on the way out but I think that's what basically was told to him at the time like you need to go and play football yeah. at, this, at this stage of your career Stephen Welsh has done really well for Celtic he's made quite a lot of appearances for a guy who splits opinion I think is, is probably fair to say but I think it's probably time for him to, to move on as much as I'd like to, to hold on to him and he does fill that quota. I don't really like boiling it down to that, but the quota for, for Champions League players and all that, I don't like attaching that mm. to him because that's not really where you want to hear as a footballer, is yes. it? You're here to tick a box. It's not, but, it's not where you it's see not. your career going, you know? No. Uh, I've, I've actually got a problem with that, um, just to, to sideline us mm. all together. But see the homegrown players for Champions League thing? Yeah. I don't think it's fair. Why? Because it, I think it should be tiered. But based okay. on, see if you're Spain, I have loads of homegrown players. <laughs> see if you're Scotland and you're like 50th in the FIFA rankings or mm. something like that. I don't think it's fair. That's to, a, you to, know what? To, uh, You've charmed me. It's, it's for another day and all mm. that, but just where we were on the subject. But yeah, Stephen Welsh, I can't can't help but think it's maybe a good time for him. I don't have any of the same concerns over the, oh, but that's not right for your career or anything like that, because basically anything that is going to get him regular football at a decent level is going to be good for his career at this stage. Yeah, he seems a wee bit unlucky with the wee niggly injuries, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? It seems I... to be like, he's in and then he'll get a niggly injury and he's out. And I, I kind of feel for him because he comes in when he's needed and if he doesn't have a good game, oh, he's no good enough. But it's very rare that players just get put in and then are instantly complete at the level they they can yeah. right away. He's always going to be up against like, rustiness, match fitness and all that. So he gets put in, he does a job. When he came in during the, the season we do not speak about, he was possibly the only bright spark yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah. I like him. I think we can't always be Aidan McGeady or Kieran Tierney. We can't always be that guy that comes in and cements a first team place and goes on and leaves. We've seen it with Ralston. We see it with Welsh. These are good guys to have about. They... They know the club, they know the city, but more so that they're decent players and they won't be taking up big wages. And you kind of do need to get what it takes to play for Celtic. You need to be shown that you can go through the youth and get into Celtic. So you don't need guys coming in and holding down first team places. Stephen Welsh would be great to have as. Does Stephen Welsh play for Celtic? Uh, yes. Hmm. I I'm think... just going to the Brendan Rodgers thing. Remember that Brendan Rodgers <laughs> quote that. You play for ah, Celtic when you ah, actually right. play for Celtic just because you you come here and you train and you've got the strip and the boots doesn't mean you play for Celtic. I just wonder, and I was being, I was being slightly facetious there, but I wonder if Stephen Welsh sits not taking any part in any of these games, makes the bench sometimes. I wonder if he sits going, this is playing for Celtic. This is what I thought it would be. 
I yeah. think maybe he's maybe need to give him a wee bit more credit. He might be the one agitating for a movie. He's like, look, I love the club. I came through here, but at the end of the day, I want to play football. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Like, we, I can say, look, Stephen Welsh is fine at Celtic as a fourth choice centre half. Maybe he doesn't want that. No. Maybe he wants to play football. Look, again, he's been here at Celtic. He's won the league now. He's won trophies. He's played under a good manager. Maybe he wants to play football. And like, I can't sit here and criticise players for. Oh, I sit here and criticise players of like in the past that just sit and take away. Like, do you not want to play football? So I can't sit here and criticise a guy for wanting to go and play football. I'd prefer it if he stayed because I think he's a decent player to have his backup, but I can understand if he's got bigger ambitions in that. So in addition to me describing him as a box-ticking exercise, Melly, you've also added he's cheap and he's fine <laughs> yeah. as a fourth-choice yeah. centre-half. Just the love pouring out of his first team. <laughs> I would really show a lot of respect to these. <laughs> these he's one of our own. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, we're about to be gazumped, though. Uh, Chogu Sung, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, I, I don't say that to be rude I say that because I'm famously bad at pronouncing right, names right. on this podcast as people might understand <laughs> um, we were in a transfer tussle with Mines of Germany but right. they've backed out Celtic are just waiting to make the final bid but there was reports today that Rangers are interested two things I think about that one his agent is yes. obviously trying to get my move so he's obviously going to pick up the phone to Rangers yep. and two stop copying our homework you absolute <laughs> lame asses I know uh, just oh so who are you signing Celtic we better get <laughs> just fuck your own players. <laughs> uh, you can see the report's been written already it'll be mm. if Celtic sign him it'll be Rangers reject signs for Celtic if Rangers sign him it'll be a, a, a good old fashioned gazumping yeah. won't it but you're right it's like the Tom Lawrence thing all over again he's just agents picking up the, the phone to as, ma- uh, one, uh, as, as many clubs as he possibly can do you go straight to the second place team if you're <laughs> the agent without calling the first team that's a bit of an oversight isn't it <laughs> well, yeah. but, but so if uh, what I would say on this is Seems like a good player. Again, impressed a little bit of the World Cup, scored a couple of goals. Um, I've already said that there's not really too much to be read mm. into that because there'll be hundreds of games at club level to look into pr- before that. Seems like a good player. If Celtic want him, they'll get him. If Rangers get him, then Celtic didn't want him. Yeah, I fully believe that. I, I do believe that. I've believed that for a long time. If Celtic want a player, they get the player. And if Celtic are cool on it or they have other interests or they have other targets, then the, the player ends up at Rangers. I do wonder sometimes, though, if, you know, rather than saying, again, because I'm a Celtic fan, rather than saying, oh, good job in the agent, you know, agent's not doing his job part, he's like, well, well, hold on a minute, because we we instigated the interest. We bring you over here for a meeting and then while you're here talking to us, you just sneak off and see if you can get more money across the road. If it's them you want to fucking play for, go and play for them. <laughs> Don't play us off against each other. Spotted in the Loudon. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that's just the way it works. But he... I think it's been identified, or not, I don't think it's pretty obvious, Melly's been identified as a replacement for Yakimakis. Yeah, again, this is Celtic's business seems to be Celtic are interested in this player, then they sign him pretty much the next day because mm. we do a business on the lowdown. This one seems to be a bit drawn out, doesn't it? It seems a bit different. Maybe that is the agent making some trying to drum up interest. It's mines are in from then they've withdrawn, so Celtic are front runners. It seems to be all playing out on Sky Sports and all yeah. that, which is it's not like Celtic doing their no, business right. that way. So I don't know how much of it is true, but there seems to be enough reporting that there is something in it. So if we get them, we do. But again, it's Celtic go out and sign players and then I don't know anything about it. Then they seem to be signed. So when these drawn He's out... kind of sounded like you took that personally, didn't he? <laughs> sign all these players, Celtic. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> should, should have let me know. <laughs> and we kind of go... Uh, sort of, oh, I really wish we had signed him. Remember uh, the, in the summer it was the... 
De Souza was it the defensive midfielder who went to Espanol? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Never heard of him since. I think he got sent <laughs> off recently. So we kind of get attached to these players that maybe we were in for. And then when that came out, and said, "I don't need a player like that. We're not interested in him." So if he signs, he signs. If he signs for the Huns, fuck up. <laughs> there you go. It's cutting insights there. Look. Iwata has signed. He looks like an intriguing player. We have a full scouting podcast for him. Patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims. You can get that. Um, it's a position that Celtic, as you touched upon the scouting podcast, mainly, I've tried, and I'd not considered this until you'd actually mentioned it. This sort of, he's sort of a kind of defensive midfielder, but he plays a number of positions, a bit of a utility player, really interesting prospect, really interesting sounding player. But it's a position that we have tried to recruit in almost every window and we've not successfully managed it. And it's also an indication that when you were talking about, you know, the clear out and get rid of players, We've got a huge squad again. We're, we're yeah. starting to we're starting to get a bit bloated again, aren't we? Including the players that are on loan who you think are going to return. Yeah, it seems to be a problem position, but it's not actually a problem because we have a really good player there mm. in Cal McGregor. So Cal McGregor's always going to play. He's the captain. Do you move him forward? <sighs> Possibly, but we fought this every time Celtic have brought in a player like this. Yes, Iwata has been the MVP player of the year in Japan, but like players have came with big reputations and nobody's been able to oust Cal McGregor yet. I think he possibly a better pedigree than McCarthy, Edoguchi and Abelgard. They all seem like ah, maybe squad players, mm. putting it mildly, but this guy seem may maybe is a first team player, but I just I just don't see Cal McGregor's going to play, so do we move him forward? And whose expense is that at? Because Hatati's going to play if he's fit. Moyen O'Reilly, I think O'Reilly will be back on good form soon as well. So Celtic have got plenty of players there, but but Ange's had them before and we're bringing in players and we've seen with most of the players, not all of them have to play every week. Mm. So he's bringing in a squad now. So I'm really interested to see how this one goes because even Alex the Scout was really intrigued by it as well. So It's, a, it's an interesting one, Stephen. Um, it was reported that uh, Ange did want him last year, but he didn't want to take too many of Yokohama's yeah, yeah. best players. So we've had an agreement we would wait a year to get him. The midfield area is quite congested. I don't mean like on the park, but I just mean we've got Abelgard who we presumably expect to leave. They're all gone. They're, see, that's what, that's what I'm coming to. Adiguchi, Scott Robert, those three guys are going to go. James McCarth, you know, they're all, it's, it's clear out time, isn't it? Really? Sorrow, Sorrow's back, due oh, back soon as well. So yes, uh. <laughs> He's gone as well. I mean, that's, Iwata, even if he doesn't play that much, even if he is just the sort of the competition for Callum McGregor or even just backup for Callum McGregor, it just means it's a sort of condensing of that position. We can clear it five players and replace him <laughs> with Iwata, basically. It just it makes sense in that regard. Having never seen the guy play, apart from the, the clips here and there, having never seen the guy play a full game of football, I'm confident that that can at least take care of that. Yeah. It just it clears it potentially four or five useless players and we bring him in and he can play a number of different roles within the squad even if he is even if he's just the backup to the backup even if it's the next time Callum McGregor's out and O'Reilly just drops back there and Iwata is still nowhere to be seen I'd still be more comfortable with that than just collecting all these sort of odd players that well, I just had there. a quick I just had a quick look on the Celtic website there to my mind we've got 16 players in the squad in the, the first team squad is, who are in and around the first team squad who are never going to play for us really? and, uh, right. oh, that's including everyone on loan and we're talking about the Scott Baines and James McCarthy's who, who are still here they, they are never, that's, that's a lot yeah yeah I, and you would expect more incomings in this window as well I think that's, it's always the nature of a, of a club like Celtic because we sign so many players on relatively cheap I mean, I mean across Europe we are one of the lowest paying mm. leagues like we, we 
consider four million a lot of money, right? But we we take up a lot of punts, not punts. They're not, they're obviously researched, and you try and you try and do your due diligence and that get it. As, yeah, you try and get as close to as you know as sure thing as possible. But in that market, we are going to sign a lot of players who don't work out. So we do kind of we've always got a huge churn. The Celtic have always got a lot of sort of one to two million pound players that are just sort of floating about the, the floating about the office that don't quite work. Loads of them have now under Ange Postacoglu, which is why I'm quite confident in Iwata coming in that, that he can take care of this position. The the track record's very good, but we do still get an awful lot of players who don't work out. Even the, with the amount of churn that Celtic do have, the amount of turnover in terms of players, you're always going to have two or three that don't mm. work out. That's that's good going, yeah. to be honest. You, you look at Ange's transfers, it's only really Adeguchi and James McCarthy that haven't contributed to the club so far. So I think that's a, a fairly decent record. So if we do accumulate the odd you know, bit of bloat here and there in this quad, right? <laughs> it's Christmas, Christmas time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, just ask Alfie uh, what, what it's like. Uh, try, try to keep the weight down. But uh, it's fine. I, I'm fine with it. But it, it is... It gives me anxiety. I want to tidy up the squad. Yes, I want to go in there and start, start putting a few things away when it comes to You just feel like the... people are getting annoyed. They're hanging about, they're not playing, they're getting quite wound up. Oh, and there's a small uh, issue of some football. What bumper oh, episode? Right, right. Bumper episode. On this has turned out to be. Episode, right. Yeah, some of that played. Celtic v. Kilmarnock. Uh, Derek McKinnis turned up with his Kilmarnock team, got exactly what he deserved. <laughs> and um, I, you know, I was really happy for Rio Hatati, man of the match. Yeah, well, it was, a, it was quite an odd game in that. Nothing happened in the first half at all. There yes. was a goal. There was a goal. Jota scored a goal, but it seemed like it was about 40 minutes of absolutely mm. nothing happening. It was I, a weird game, wasn't it? The first half flew in, absolutely flew in with very little incident. And then uh, the last half hour or so, last half hour, 35 minutes, exploded into life and it was absolutely great fun. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. Mad chances going on. And a guy we've spoken about a lot tonight, but Yakimaka's could have had a hat trick. He mm. looked right up for it. Looked to show how dangerous he can possibly be in there. But Hatati just sprung to life more than anyone else as well because I don't think he had a particularly great first half but it, if you chop it off if that doesn't count the first half doesn't count that was a practice run for the yes. second half right then he was man of the match weirdly statistically speaking and I know that's been popular over the weekend yes. here for, for yep. Celtic fans but Starfield was statistically the best player in the park in terms of the amount of touches he had the amount of passes he played accurate passes Jules won a lot I thought he had a really good game as well but in terms of just bringing the crowd to life and getting that game won Rio Hattati was but right in let there let me ask you a simple question Melly. yes or no answer uh, is Rio Hattati good enough? yes Okay, perfect. Stephen? <laughs> yes. He's a real tight. He's a player we've spoken about a lot in this podcast. Um, Stephen modelling a singer. Yeah. That, that's one of one, isn't it? It's Unique. One. Wow. Single, yep. Single. Might not be single for long. Piece. <laughs> um, the, the thing about him is, Melly, he's, he is a, a maverick. He's a majestic footballer in there. He makes things happen. He tries things. He's the sort of player fans love to watch in midfield yeah, well no, I personally love it. I don't want to speak for anyone but I, I personally love to watch him I know you two do yeah that, that's the whole point you go to the game and in the first half you go you could get hooked at half time but Celtic <laughs> yeah. weren't playing well at all and then the second half you're like he's unbelievable he, he can just do this thing where he's a pleasure to watch you go to the game and you think I'm looking forward to seeing Hitati today he's brilliant in there again he's another player much like Maeda I can't pigeonhole him in with somebody else or say he's like somebody else again he's a rare rare find for Celtic he's just great to watch there's parts of his game where he's dipping the shoulder and turning away and driving into the box he's driving in there and the only thing that was missing from his second half on Saturday was he hit the post and instead of it going in it would have topped off a top class performance from him but Celtic were in control of the game winning 2-0 and it was just it was kind of like one of those showings you see Real Madrid win and they win quite comfortably and you do Luka Modric is just a great football to watch. 
not comparing them to him, but it was just that type of performance. Thing you have, thing you yeah, have. That's, 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 okay, that's what a comparison is, isn't that's it? That's for other people to decide, yeah. I think, there. Yeah. Yeah. Real Modric, Hattati, <laughs> I'm calling. It was just one of those ones you come away and go, he was utterly class. Mm. And there's no numbers, there's no data that can show it. All we can do is watch him and go, I love watching that guy play I mean, football. He, I mean, without going too far down this rabbit hole, Stephen, he's involved in everything. Like, he might not yeah. be causing the assists, he might not be, but he is in almost everything that happens when Celtic score, Real Hattati's involved in it. Oh, definitely. And you, you, you can just trace it back a couple of different moves. It doesn't always have to be the assist, although he did set up the the goal that I only found out was an own goal much later from mm. in the stadium it seemed very much like it was Kyogo yeah, in yeah. the last I only touch. found out when you said it, it was the <laughs> next day I yeah. found out it was, a, it was an own goal but he played that pass and I've, I've maintained for ages right see when we talk about playing against these teams and I, c- I can't really be bothered going into Derek McInnes' tactics we talk know, about, you know what you're getting we talk about them a lot yeah. ever since we started this podcast Derek McInnes has been a meme for the, <laughs> yeah. way, for the way he sets his teams it's, up it's just always so obvious because like Bernabe is the, the smallest player in the park if not him then Greg Taylor would replace him and he's the smallest player in the park so they just shell balls on top of them all the time but there's never any never any follow up to that mm. it's like right you've punted it on top of the left back who Bernabe is actually quite decent for his height he's decent and aggressive in the air so it's not he's not the, the pushover that they think he is what's next though yeah. see when <laughs> yes, you punt yeah, it up to yeah. it on top of the left back and he wins some and he wins well, he probably won about half of his aerial duels what's next mm. what's the what's the what's plan B after that because There's there no doesn't seem to be one <laughs> so I, again Derek McInnes' tactics there for, for all to see but Hatate he he played the pass in behind the defence that I'm always talking about we're always talking mm. about as well because everyone fo- falls into that default where if Celtic aren't at full clip then we start going, Niga the big man in there, Yakimakis is the guy, he's he's suited, he's more suited to this game. But I've always firmly believed that the way you beat these teams is by playing balls into the box that they don't like, that they are uncomfortable with. And it's always balls in behind the defence. Hatate wasn't a get to the byline and cut it back one. It was a deep one in behind the defence, in between the defence and the keeper that they didn't know how to deal with. You saw it every time. They don't know how to defend against that. Very few teams do, mm. which is why it's such a valuable attack. To, to play to, to utilise shelling balls into the box doesn't work against these teams they no. just hit it away so he was very effective in that and he created the second goal among various other things but he's always I've said that so many times but he's at the heart of almost everything Celtic do well in games a, a phenomenal player I just think if, you, if you're like if you're sort of wondering is Hatate any good if, if you're curious about whether or not he's actually good enough or he is a good player just watch the Celtic play football <laughs> um, another good player worth mentioning who we sort of touched on him earlier on, AJ. I mean, that Pete Davison looking man, he's, <laughs> he's good, isn't he? He's good. He's an odd looking character, isn't he? But he's, he, he loves it. He's thoroughly enjoying himself, mm, isn't he? Yep. He gave himself a big, not not literal, but a big pat on the back for a massive tackle he had. He was right oh, in front of uh, us at the game, thundering at a big tackle and walked away from it with a big grin in his face. He's playing now like he's been here for years. Yeah, that's he, one he really thing I does. did say in the Discord as I know, well. That's right? a massive cliche, right? But it, it just fits though, and so does he. It mm. just it feels like he's very much part of this team already, and it's softening the blow of Juranovic leaving. I think it almost you you'd be forgiven for for you'd be forgiven rather for forgetting Juranovic is even there because he's sitting on the bench and no one's thinking about him at no. all. Was there any point during that game where you thought, need to get Juranovic on here, yeah. the, the guy who was brilliant in the World Cup? Didn't enter anyone's head because Alistair Johnson is in there, slotted straight in seamlessly and he's playing really well. He's playing well and he's everywhere. That yeah, we've seen yeah. That, uh, the, the number 10 can float about, but he was popping over up on the left-hand side. He was and he really taken to this role at Celtic and again, it's the due diligence that Stephen's 
diligence that Stephen talked about earlier, Celtic found this player that they thought can fit into the system because you can see it in all the attributes he has that he does slot in seamlessly and as if he's been there because he's a good player and he has everything Celtic require. I'll, I'll, again, I liked watching him play. I think he's got the enthusiasm. He's pacier than I thought he was after seeing him at Ibrooks. He's got the heart, the desire. His energy is incredible and he just looks like one of those guys who enjoys playing football and you can see it on his face. So I'm really looking forward to how he settles in with Celtic. He's got off to a good start in two games. There will be a wee dip at one point, but Celtic have got able deputies that can come in. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he plays out because yes, we'll talk about Juranovic and we only talk about these players because we're sort of pining for them. But if Juranovic leaves and Alistair Johnson is a good player, we'll not be pining for Juranovic. Um Different ball game. See, uh, see you next week at Hamden or something. Was the tweet from Kamarnock? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Try what, playing with the ball this well, time. I was going to say, what have you got up your sleeve, Kamarnock? Because Derek McInnes has been playing. We've been doing this podcast for nearly what seven or eight years. Every single Derek McInnes team plays <laughs> football the same way. So has he been? Has he been holding out this one special way to play? And he's going to reveal it all at Hamden. Going to bring back Chris Burke for this one. <laughs> By God, that's Kyle Lafferty's music. Oh, Where's like, he been? Still suspended. It's a flute. By God, it's Kyle Lafferty's. Mrs. Lafferty's little boy. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it could, there could be any number of surprises up uh, Derek McInnes's altogether too tight sleeve. But <laughs> oh, no, it, it will be different. I just said that after the game. We're, we're going into a, we're, we're halfway through a double header against Kilmarnock. It will be different because it's a neutral venue, all that stuff, but it's still heavily fancy Celtic to get yeah. the job done. I don't really see anything from Kilmarnock. And feels like he just has been at Hamden. I feel, yeah, and I feel like uh, Kilmarnock have reached that stage now where even Kilmarnock, as, as lowly a little slugs mm. team they are, are being held back by Derek McInnes, much like Aberdeen were all those years ago. So I I, I don't really see much from them. They had some decent players. Was it Murray came on off, off the bench, looked quite skillful at the weekend, but nah, I'm seeing an easy, easy route. If you like this podcast and you're not already on patreon.com slash 20 minute tims then you can do a number of things to help us out you can leave a comment on YouTube you can subscribe you can leave us a review on iTunes you can rate us on Spotify you can buy a badge you can retweet us you can do loads of things to help us out if you're not already on Patreon but of course if you're on Patreon we very much appreciate you and if you're just listening and watching this then thank you and see you next week 